This is episode number 66. I am Dan. And I have with us today the usual cast and crew. Nick, say hi. Hey, everyone. Justin. What's going on, guys? And Jesse. How's it going, guys? Good. Hey, you know what, guys? We have a special guest with us today. You guys uh, might know who this is. John Johnson. We all know who John Johnson is, don't we? What's up, John? Hey, how's it going, guys? If you don't know John by John, you might know him as the fellow that always has his hand up Pinion's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So what in the hell? Of course, uh, John, first of all, let me apologize. Uh, You were on with us a few weeks ago, and uh, I don't know, I, I spilled coffee or something on the keyboard. Next thing you know, I don't have your audio anymore. So we decided we'd try to get you back. Well, I appreciate that, and it's it's good to be here. Yeah, it's a I always, lot of fun. I always enjoy hanging with you guys. So, what the hell's been going on, John? You uh, been getting any flying in? You're you're a warm weather dick, you know that. So, well, uh, up until Christmas Day, I would have agreed with that. Um, we actually had snow here Christmas Day. Of course, it was uh, like an inch and a half or something like that. I'm sure you would mock that. But it was gone in like an hour. Yeah, the next day, definitely all gone. But the cold temperatures stayed. But, I mean, prior to that, we were running around in shorts, you know, up until Christmas Eve. So, yeah. Shorts. Um, yeah, so uh, I haven't been getting much flying in since the Orlando Heli blowout. I kind of got back from that and uh, had a cold and had to work and those sort of things. And so I haven't really been getting any flying in. But uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, 2013. I think that's what's going to be really exciting. I think it's going to be a great year. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, it's a, it's been a tremendous year in the hobby. But let's talk about what what the hell have you been up to? I mean, you've been on the show a few times, and and the last time you were on the show, I believe you were uh, affiliated with Miniature Aircraft. I don't believe you are anymore, are you? Uh, no, no, not that there was any kind of big falling out or anything like that. No, just uh, I, I, I uh, affiliated with Ready Heli. Yeah, I'm field rep for them. Uh, Rotor Age. Yes. Yes, the greatness that is Rotor Age. Mm. Yes. And I also fly Gowie helicopters, so uh, not really uh, sponsored by them or anything like that, but I just have a close, yeah, close really. association with everybody you know, on the team. I really enjoy everybody on the team. I, I like Jack, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, um, and I, I do enjoy the helicopters as well. So you, you'll see me flying Gowie helicopters uh, pretty much everywhere you see me at. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think Nick. Nick is kind of jealous of the Gowie goodness every now and again. I think he. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Don't freaking judge me, man. He's secretly, <laughs> you know, he he he's got a big vinyl of Bobby Watts above his bed, holding Bobby. the Gowie, <laughs> holding the NX four. <laughs> yeah, the NX the NX four is uh it's it's a lot of fun. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's an unguilty pleasure, you know. So. That is one helicopter I I uh, absolutely plan on having in my fleet by next spring. Yeah. yeah. Better get on it, Dan. Yeah. I know. There's a, there's this little matter of a 700 uh, electric helicopter that I got to get first, though. Oh, yeah. But Any that's more info. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe we won't. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> you know. Huh? So, John, you went to, you went, you made it to a lot of fun flies this year. Yes. That's kind of your thing, going to fun uh, flies. I wouldn't say it was an off year. Um, I really only started really traveling to out of state fun flies in, say, 2000, late 2010. Yeah. But uh, kind of with the whole divorce thing going on this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I still went to some fun flies, but I probably missed a few that otherwise I would have went to. Right. So, so I think next year I'll probably, I'm going to try to average about one a month. So tell us about the Orlando Heli blowout. Now, I would imagine it was a blast. You had a good time there, I would imagine. It's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, Bert and the Torches, uh, you know, all the guys down there. Um, this was my third year uh, to go down there. And every year it just gets more organized. And, yeah. and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's just like, you know, at the end of the event, they'll find out, you know, what the complaints were, if, if you will. You know, like this year, you couldn't walk hardly anywhere without tripping over a trash can, you know, which is great. I mean, that's normally that's the big thing is getting rid of trash. And, right. You know, porta potties and food and just all the things that go into a huge event. Um, it just seems to be getting better every year. So, um, uh, I, I I recommend that, you know, I won't say put it on your bucket list, but, you know, if you've got a budget and your budget says you can only go to one or two events a year, um, I would recommend that, that people put this on their list, you yeah. know, of, uh, of events to go to. And it is on the extreme, you know, end of the country. It is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's in the southeast, you know. So, you know, for, for guys on the West Coast and stuff, I know it's it's, it's quite a haul, but I, I think it's worth it. And we actually got over there. I went with Doug Darby, who flies for miniature, and uh, we got there uh, Tuesday, and there were already some people there, but we got a lot of flying in before it got crowded. And uh, so you could, you know, show up on Tuesday or Wednesday and get some flying in and kind of turn it into a week-long thing and, and make it worth uh, making a trip, say, from the West Coast. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. There were a ton of pilots this year. I heard they got over 300. Is that? I, I never heard the final number, but I believe they eclipsed 300 pretty very handily. Very nice, very yeah. nice. Yeah. That's very a big one. That man. is a big one. And, you know, the thing of it is, is um, every year we kind of say, yeah, we want to go to Urchin. And of course, you always say that. But the reality of it is, especially for those of us in the Northwest, it is a world away. And so Orlando is a, you know, that's like, a world plus one. Dude, it, it does not get any farther. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, that's about as far as, far as, as it gets. Get. Especially for you guys over there yep. in Washington. For me, yep. well, you know, for it's still, you know, shit. It's a long ass ways, but you guys are, I mean, that's absolute diagonal across the it's country. It's the exact opposite yeah. corner of the country. <laughs> yeah. 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 What I would recommend is, you know, um, and hopefully they'll, Bert and them will announce the dates here, you know, for next year uh, pretty, pretty soon is there's always some really good fairs going to Orlando uh, in, in December's kind of their off season anyway. Right. And so, you know, just kind of, you know, if you're thinking you're going to do it, just kind of uh, keep an eye out and, you know, snipe some really good round trip airfare down there. And like renting a car down there is, it's like 15 bucks a day to rent a car. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, wow. You know, cheap things are done. Yeah. It's not like it, it's, 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 it, it can be done uh, very, reasonably 
Um, the hotel rooms are, you know, can be 80 bucks a night, but you put, you know, two guys or three guys in a room and you can defray that. And so I, it can be done, I think, relatively inexpensively if you can plan ahead of time and you yeah. kind of, you know, commit ahead of time, at least for the airfare, you know, because that, that's what's going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, you know, but. Um, Sounds yeah, really I, good. I, yeah, so, worth it. Uh, you know, it was Christmas this week and I actually got a pretty cool Christmas gift this week or this this week, John. From uh, Jesse, actually. Uh, was this the uh, the little helicopter with the <laughs> letter word on it? No, 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 no. <laughs> wow, man, did that make did that make some <laughs> waves make across some the waves? No, no, no. What we're talking about is, of course, uh, you know Jesse and the whole compass thing. And every week, I ask him if you if he crashed that compass. And um, uh, I was just getting ready to ask Jesse what he did, what he's been up to this past week. And I'm assuming, unless he doesn't want to talk about it. Oh no, we can talk about it. He crashed his his uh, his X seven his seven uh, HV, and which I'm not sure if you know this. I also crashed my warp the very next day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking crashing the seven HV. That's really not a big deal because I mean, I I see Simon and Kettle Hut. They crash three or four times in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know theirs. Uh, so it, I mean, it seems to repair real quick and stuff. So yeah, it's it's really quick to work on. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. Now, I'm not saying hold that, on, I, Jesse. I'm not you crashed. You, sh- you crashed the 360 again. Yeah, I did. Like <laughs> not okay, so not get the this, tip get over. This. No, 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 not the tip over. I was doing some tumbles down like really low like nearly landing in between like each too tumble. low <laughs> like too low and i went to go transition into uh bunny hops like nose up elevator bunny hops yep and i literally just drove it right into the ground <laughs> oh. but here, here's the cool part i literally picked it up went over looked at it i didn't have to replace a single part on that heli sweet that's not really my next question is how tough is it you and i fl- i flew it today I did not replace a single part on that heli. That's not really a crash, dude. Why? Why are you one one little chip in the trailing edge, like where you know when the blades fold, where they get that little chip, the little nick. Yeah, where they that hit was the it. actual uh, blade grip. Yep. So not that, bad, man, dude. You're such a tease. Got no. I mean, this <laughs> hey, this was a it's this was a crash. A crash. I, I'm not Whatever. even. It's you a, didn't it's a specify the terms of the. Crash. Well, you know, the only good compass is a crash compass. Yeah, but the unexpected lady was not so lucky. That one needed some parts. So, what else you been up to, Jesse? Besides uh, teasing me about crashing, uh, crashing um, a warp and all that good stuff. Anything else exciting happened this week for you? Got some flying in today. Yeah, yeah, I got in fifteen flights today. Oh, so, nice. Big day. I needed it, so yeah, got put the uh, put the icon on the nitro. Also on my N five, so got in probably about eight to ten flights on that so i'm still trying to get that tuned up and flying yeah um kind of doing a little blade swapping too in there trying out i had mavericks on there now i'm trying out uh nick had a set of edge 620 so now i'm trying those on there just to see which i like better um, sweet so yeah sounds real good man uh, uh you know i i i was i played i kind of went on the high road i i waited a few days to start giving you shit on Facebook about the crash. Yeah, I saw that. I, it did make, it just, it did make my, thanks, man. I, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, I would say anytime, but not anytime. I appreciate that. You're a real sport. I, I it was it was a good one. Yeah. It was a good it, crash. It was huh? a good one. Yeah, oh, Nick it was, was you bet. It was spectacular. 
I would call it spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) So what about you, Nick? What have you been up to this week, man? Um, wow. You know, I don't think too, too much. Yeah? Really? No, my... My family freaking got me an Xbox. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. It's like the, the worst. No, no, no it's Good not. Good guy's sleep. Yeah, exactly. Here's a guy who gets, you know, maybe five hours of sleep a night, maybe on a good night. If that. If that. Yeah. Let's go ahead and give him an Xbox with an addictive personality. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. No. So I kind of took, I, I just kind of kicked back this week a little bit. Yet, yeah, you know, like Jesse said, we were out flying last weekend. Uh, which was awesome. I got in a a ton of flights. It was it was cold. Yeah, you but were banging them out though. You got yeah. In I was having fun. I mean, really a lot of fun. Sweet. Lots of just tweaking and messing around. And so yeah, it was a it was a good week. Yeah, nothing nothing too spectacular. Although I got the next four days off, Ooh. so I'm thinking there's nice. going to be an abundance of flying. No, nah, there's going to be abundance of Xbox playing. Is what's going to be happening. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, what was the game, Nick? Something about sniping? Oh, uh, I got two. I, they, um, my sister-in-law's boyfriend bought me. He got me Black Ops too. And uh, you know, for us old guys, that game it gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah, like it's just, <laughs> dude. I'm serious. It's intense, right? And I don't have the reaction time. And I, I have, I'm not a quote-unquote gamer. So, so here I, you know, just this running around. Yeah. It, it wasn't cutting your ass kicked constantly. Yeah, exactly. That's what it all came down yeah. to. I don't like to lose and I was getting my ass handed to me. Oh yeah. Those kids, man. They're nice. ruthless. They're ruthless. So I went and got sniper elite two. way more my style, slow paced, very methodical. I mean, you just, it's all about you just hide in the bushes and pick people off. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it, it gets really intense, hey, you know, spin drift on the bullet, all that good stuff. Dude, uh, get go get Saint, Saints Row 3 and you and I can gangsta it up. Oh, man, yeah. I don't need, no, because I, I need to remember, get more done. This doesn't replace your sim time. <laughs> Just, uh, Xbox <laughs> does not equal sim time. No, I know. And that's, that's a part of why it was really <laughs> bad timing. It's a lot of fun, but it's, uh, I am going to. Yeah. And I have. I've been simming a little bit, not quite as much. Yeah. As I wanted to. But oh yeah, me and me and Larry, I'm having a really rough time with this winter. Yeah, I saw it your just, post on Facebook today. Yeah. I thought maybe I was Dude, gonna need to just, call a therapist I'm, for you. I'm drained. I'm just kind of dragging and it's you know, we get it. I used to make fun of the people when I moved up here, you know, all oh, the whole you know, seasonal depression or whatever. It's like, whatever, you guys. Just Cabin suck. fever. Yeah, suck it up and deal with it, right? Because that's <laughs> my, pretty much my attitude for everything. Um, I have to take that back because it is it is a real thing. And up here, it for me, it's came like one to two months early, which is sketch. <laughs> so uh, me and Larry, Larry Kagan, our web, our web helper guy, the most awesome dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he challenged me today. He's like, well, let's do a 30 day challenge. See who can peel the most pounds. Do we want to know the details of this challenge? 
Is I mean, is this something that we should be talking? No, no, it's fun. It's not. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Dirty <laughs> bastard. No, <laughs> no pictures. <laughs> no, 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 no. So we're just. Uh, it's good though, because it'll get me back up, moving, force me to get out, and hopefully get some new. And I've got some new announcements on that that new heli I was talking about, maybe getting. But I'll I'll get into that later. Okay. And you're boring me to death because it really has nothing to do with helicopters, so I'm going to move along. Uh, not, <laughs> not a damn thing. <laughs> so, Justin, no fly. Yeah, no fly. Well, hey, you know what I was I got. To. I got a little surprise for you guys. I, uh, so, so bear with me as I try to manipulate my way through this, this uh, incredibly complex technical audio plethora of goodness that I'm about to attempt and I'm going to play a little sound clip for you guys. <laughs> now here's the deal. I, 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 it, it might be hard for you guys to hear. I'll try to clean it up as best I can. Um, but there's, there's two parts about this and it's really funny. It's only 45 seconds long. So here we go. Hear that? That engine's running. I'm out at the field. I'm the only one here. See the smoke? Huh? Yeah. More grass. The mountains. The radio. And by the way, my favorite part is coming up right here. Here here in just a few seconds. You like that shit? <laughs> Aha. The hoodie. The Justin. Don't fly my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to tell you guys, I have to, I have to tell you guys, this video has to go on YouTube for one reason alone. If you can see the look on Justin's face when he says that last word, no fly my dick, it is just so full of, of screw you. It is just incredible. It's as as you know, oh, we give Justin quite a bit of shit. We call him no fly. He doesn't fly any less than any of us, except for maybe Ju- Jesse over there. Well, well, in the video, was a helicopter in the air? No, it was just running. So, so he's not flying. Oh, good point. Oh. But wait, wait, I've I've got more. But you go ahead, Dan. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> he's he's what he's doing here, John. Is he's letting me set something up to dig myself a hole. Ah. So I think that's what's happening. But here, no. The the thing of it is, is well, he he sent us that clip. He sent it to a group text to to the three of us, and um, it was just so incredibly funny. And 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 I, it's hard to get that funniness across because you guys obviously can't see the the video and the look on his face when he spins that camera around and 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 says "No fly my dick" and just that look of like hate, like like Dan, you you are such a dick, Dan. <laughs> so we're going to try to get that video on YouTube. I think it's worth it. It's kind of funny. So the no fly actually went to the field today. No fly went to the field. Yeah. Uh, he did some flying. I put about a half a gallon through the gasser, um, doing the break in, which is great. Uh, but, uh, instead of making you dig the hole, Dan, I actually dug myself a hole Uh-oh. because Uh-oh. the thing crashed. Oh, <laughs> oh <man. laughs> that's, that is priceless. Well, yeah, it's 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 not priceless. It's going to cost a bit. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, dude. You, 
that you're dude you I need am, to reconsider the ma gas you luck. need to reconsider the ma gasser i am having bad luck so so this one was not my uh my dumb thumbs i really wish it would have been um but it turns out so you know i'm flying along i'm breaking it in right so i'm not doing anything crazy in fact i was just doing some nice smooth precision circuits uh, you know, 10, 15 feet off the ground, nice, smooth turns, you know, keeping the right altitude, um, you know, drawing a box in front of myself on the field. And I'm coming around uh, the turn over my right shoulder and all of a sudden the tail lets go um, and it just starts spinning at light speed. So, of course, instinctively, I throw on throttle hold, but at that point, I was so close to the ground that there wasn't much I could do to uh, slow the tail down. You know, when you, th- when you hit throttle hold, even when the tail's um, out, uh, you, it, it will slow down a little bit, not necessarily all the way, but uh, just didn't have enough margin for error, and it went in. Oh. So pulling the stuff apart, I found out that my um, the set screws on my torque tube drive gear let go I, and so i i basically completely lost the tail and the head was doing its thing i mean i could see the tail blades stopped while it was crashing huh well so i'll post a picture up for you guys because um you know i thought i had already learned the lesson with the whiplash electric crash that happened a few weeks ago Apparently not, because this one went right into a pile of mud. And uh, I think, <laughs> Nick, did I send you a text of the, the pile of mud that I dug out yeah. of the heli? Dude, it's it's bad. Wait a minute. <laughs> I so, mean, dude, what is going on with you, dude? I this have is no like, idea, this is man. Like, this is like four crashes now in less than a month. Three crashes. Three for three. three yeah, for, three, for three for three. I have now crashed all of the helis that I own. And every trip to the field, right? <laughs> at, at every trip. to Yeah. yeah. Last trip okay. to the field, right, was crashing the E and the Furion. This trip, I crashed the Gasser. Oh, my God. Ouch. So, I don't know. Someone, uh, I think someone has it out for me. Dude, it's not rocket science. It isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's just helicopter science. So I'm I'm hoping 2013 has something a little bit better in store for me because this is just rough. Man, you need to take up knitting or something. Yeah, seriously. Maybe start playing WoW again. No. No. No, no. can't do that. You, you and Nick can play Black Ops too and just die, die together, hold each other's oh, hands I'll, and I'll, die. I'll take them out, man. I'm not a gaming noob. <laughs> no. <laughs> So other than crashing anything cool, how was your Christmas, by the way? Was it a good Christmas? Christmas was good. First Had Christmas family with the, over. First Christmas with the youngster, Charlie. Yep. First Christmas with Charlie. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. He got more gifts than anyone else combined. As it should be. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Good, relaxing, crappy weather, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, you guys up in the Northwest, uh, that's where all the sinners live, by the way. That's why it's so shitty up there. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Whatever. Maybe that's why I crashed a third time. So you guys aren't going to believe this shit. You're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. Are you ready for this? I have been simming all week. Whoa, man. I swear to God. I, uh, well, 
I actually, today I only was able to sim for a little bit because I, I found a goblin, an SAB goblin that I could import into real flight. Yeah. Apparently it has done something to the, to the scenery files and I have to go through the whole process of, of, uh, uninstalling and reinstalling real flight. Oh man. <laughs> Freaking goblins. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, um, yeah, I, 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 look, I've even been doing the online thing, and I've found something out. And I, I guess I, I, I probably knew this, but in real flight, apparently you can tell it that you don't want any planes in the room. Yeah. Okay, well, if you can do that in real flight, I'm, I haven't found it. And very well, you might be able to, but I, I can't see where you can do that. And every time I've tried to set up a multi-online uh, you know, online environment, inevitably, some douchebag, Pulls out the big old twenty foot long zeppelin. Oh man! And parks it right in the center, right in the middle of the flying field, right on the runway, and then just like walks away from the computer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> maybe this is the same guy that's shutting down Run Router. It could be. It could yeah. be. I um, I actually had kind of a funny experience as Christmas morning. I was uh, simming, and I, I guess a lot of people got real flight or whatever, and. Uh, so this kid logs on and he starts chatting to me and and he his dad his I hear his dad walk up behind him the the actual the, the in game voice on Real Flight is is pretty good actually and uh, so he starts talking to his boy and and he goes I heard him say give give me the controller let me try it and so he start and he just starts going off I mean you know cussing because he can't get and his boy says hey uh you know people can hear what you're saying. <laughs> and he was like oh my god are you kidding me and he started apologizing profusely but well dan this is a great idea why don't we just use real flight to record the show well <laughs> yes you might actually be on to something there john holy christ yeah and the audio will be taken care of man oh man i tell we'll, you what. we'll have to password protect it can you password protect it anyway? you can I mean, it was, you can so that's how you can keep the yeah, I suppose you could. I, Keep the douchebags out. I, maybe we should. Maybe we should make them all sign the. Uh, I rem- you probably remember, opinion you gave us that whole "don't be a douchebag" lecture. Right, at the rest right, right. We should make them listen to that before they come into the room. Right, right. No douchebaggery. But anyway, it's you know I don't mind if the planes come in. It doesn't really bother me. Uh, it seems to me in real flight that's what it's all about. There's not. It doesn't seem to be a lot of helicopter people flying in real flight. That's what I've found anyway in the short time I've been doing. I'm it. proud of you. What are, what are you practicing? You know, actually, I have been practicing um, and not just messing around. I'm totally obsessed with um, backwards circuits. Sweet. Um, and inverted forward circuits. Okay. And backwards inverted or backwards upright? Backwards upright. I just, I, I cannot wrap my, I'm just struggling with that. Yeah, backwards inverted for me was easier than than backwards upright. Yeah, it's just yeah. So that's what I've been working on and um yeah, it's sweet. You know, it is what it is. I'm proud it, of you, Dan. Yeah, I'm very proud yeah. of you. Well, I, I know this is not And your, he's been your, taking your, your it really this, seriously so. because he was simming in the middle of our production meeting earlier this week. Yeah. He's simming. I'm sitting there in chat talking to him and a couple of the other listeners on the homepage. 
and he's simming and chatting at the same time, which leads me to believe that either he was taking a break or he crashes so often that well, yeah. he's able to actually type out a sentence every 15 or 20 seconds. I, I do. I, I do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I kind of needed to, um, to give you guys that, you know, I needed to give you guys that information. So you, you would feel proud of me because I do have some bad news. Uh Oh, uh Oh, I slipped. I, uh, I couldn't take it anymore. I had to go get a can of school. Uh, uh, well, I thought you were saying you, go, go, you went and bought a plank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, would that have been better? Well, that w- no, that would have been worse. Okay, I no, I just, I just. Um, At least you didn't buy a compass. No, I didn't. The world will come crashing down around us when that happens. It'd, it'd be about as bad as me, like buying a goblin. That would just be—that's blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> if that ever happened, it would just. The show's got to, you know, there's no reason to continue the show if that happens. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> There'd be nothing to talk about. Yep. All righty, guys. Well, I hope our listeners had a fantastic Christmas. I mean, it was, uh, it was you know, Christmas for me personally is not really a big deal. Uh, but I know a lot of people with families are really into it. And I, uh, it's always nice. Like, I got a chance to talk to some of the listeners in the chat and... By all accounts, everyone had a good Christmas. I hope all you guys had the same. And I think on that note, it's time maybe to go into what little news we have today. A little, a little bit. Somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter broken. Clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life? Helipros.com. Alrighty, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got, Nick? All right, so Align has officially released their 800, uh, the G800 Aerial Gimbal System Super Combo. Uh, so this would be like for the 800E. Uh, it's a whole package deal. I mean, it has the actual gimbal controller on there, uh, the servos. I, I got to tell you, it looks really nice. Like, really, really nice. They're they're pretty proud of it. Um, but I've also seen, like, just bare gimbals uh, without the controller um, on them for this price. They're, they're looking to get $18.99.99. I'm waiting for the... Ooh. Dude, I think everyone's just kind of shocked. <laughs> well, well, hold on though. I, I so I'm looking at this, Nick, and what's not clear to me when I look at it is, it, you know, it's got a picture on their big 800 size rig with the I don't know, it looks like a yellow kind of like a giraffe or something, and then the gimbal sticks off the front. Does that airframe come with the gimbal system, or are uh, we talking 18.99 just for the gimbal system? No, it's it's just the gimbal system. 
Okay, so that whole sort of AP airframe is another, I don't know, however much they're charging for it. Yes. Yeah, this includes a oh, one wow. G800 gimbal, uh, the gimbal support assembly, the shock absorbers, uh, three DS815HV servos, and the one GS800 controller. And what is it capable of, um, of handling? Like what size of a camera? Um, you know, from the looks of it, it's definitely, they've got a picture, man, uh, if my eyes correct, that looks like a Canon 7D. So it's, I mean, it's full size. Okay. It looks so we'll do a full DSLR. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easily yeah. DSLR, probably like Red Epic or something in there. I mean, it's pretty big and it's nice. If you look, I'm not going to go down through the whole crazy deal, but I mean, 30 degrees of roll, 90 pan, 90 tilt, um, yeah, no, it, it's pretty nice. There, there's a lot of really neat features. It looks like with with the gimbal controller, uh, it supports satellites and S bus, um, updatable firmware. It's all compatible. Uh, actually, no. Ah, ooh, I think I just found a a tough one. It says right here, must be used in conjunction with the Align APS gyro and 3GX fly barless system. Oh, man. You mean you can't match it up with other gimbal stabilization hardware? It does. Well, I mean, if you didn't use their controller, their gimbal, gimbal controller, you could. But, I mean, the actual gimbal itself, yeah, you can use it with mm. whatever. But if you want to use the GS800, that, that ties you to the Align APS and to the 3GX. Align has a thing about forcing you to use their electronics, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of their thing. I mean, I'm still waiting for the 800 e for just, you know, give me, give me something. Give me a, a motor ESC airframe combo, you know, not with all the servos or just, I just hate that you have to buy freaking everything. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it, it seems nice. So, you know, hey, best of luck to them. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Protex got out this it's called the protec rc dual power bus advanced linear voltage regulator there's a mouthful for you um it, it seems like we kind of saw a trend there for a while where a whole bunch of voltage regulators came out they became popular and then 80 percent of them failed <laughs> either a caught on fire passed full voltage through killed people's helicopters in the air there, there was just a real bad run for regulators there for a while. Uh, so it looks like Protex trying to come back into it. This is, you know, your typical, you know, going to be used like in a nitro application. You've got a switch on it. It is a linear regulator. So there's no, um, you know, it it takes out like uh, any switching noise, voltage ripples uh, that can be present in some of the switching type regulators. Uh, it's got a big, huge heat sink on the top. Comes with like an XT60 connector on the front. It's got a little remote switch, completely adjustable voltages, and it has a low, uh, low voltage alarm and little LED on the switch, which is pretty cool too. Uh, I, and it's an adjustable low voltage alarm, which I kind of like. So you can actually, you know, a lot of the low voltage alarms, half the time it seems like by the time it goes off, you've killed your receiver pack. You know, it, yes, the helicopter didn't come out of the air, but hey, now my pack's dead. So I like that you can give it, you know, a little bit, a little bit more headroom there. So but check yeah. out the weight on it, man. 
that would uh, I looked at it and thought this is a pretty neat little device, and then I saw it was fifty seven grams. Yeah, that's, it's that's pretty beefy. It is, but I no doubt due due to the heat sink because it's a linear regulator, but still. Yeah, I would probably give one a shot because, like, to get my 700 nitro to CG correctly, I run a 2500 milliamp pack on there, and it's there you not, go. It's not by choice. I mean, right. it's it's that I always do my pack size on balance. I don't care if it ends up at 800 or if it ends up at you know 3000. It is you just end up with what you get. So I would gladly drop down to like a 2200 pack and then be able to put this on and get a little bit more features for it. Past that, that's dude, it's quiet. I've got some news. You do? I do. Let's lay it on me, Dan. Dude, I don't know if you've seen the uh I've seen a few really really cool pictures of some people sporting some really awesome hoodies. Have you seen oh, these? Oh. You know? Wait, let me let me look down here. Oh my god, I've got one. Oh my god, you got one on right now? Yeah, I think I was the last person to get oh, one. Oh, but... dude, they're showing up. They're showing up. People are starting to get the hoodies. And they are awesome. They really did turn they out nice. Awesome. John, did you happen to check to see if you got yours, by the way? Uh, yeah, I went down to the mailbox. Uh, it, it did come in today, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be in tomorrow. Yeah, I wrote so. a nasty little note on the envelope for you. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you just put, you know... Uh, Put you know from the itty bitty condom company. You just change the name of the company or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think this one had something about uh, penis pump or something. Oh, yeah. uh, replacement I love parts. Doing stuff like that. I love. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good way to get it stolen. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that uh, I'm happy to say people are starting to get them, and um, I do want to remind you that. There are a few left. There are some 2XLs left. I got one 3XL left and one small left. If uh, you happen to need one, they went quick. We ordered 48 of them. They're pretty much all gone. Pretty I'm cool. super excited. We, we were hoping they would get out before Christmas, but eh, it just didn't work out that way. And uh, you know, Now we know. We were, we, you know, it was a learning experience. Was, yeah. yeah. But I guess, you know, hey, the, if... It's one thing to, you know, after the course of the whole thing to end up like a week late. If that's the worst that happens, but you end up with a sweet looking hoodie, yeah, that's a bonus. I was really nervous about, oh, geez, you know, all this. And then what are they really going to look like? Dude, but, you have no clue. I mean, that, that's the way I was feeling that night waiting for them to show up. I'm like, oh, man. all of this, people have bought so many of them. And like, I haven't <laughs> seen what they look like. And I, I was, what I was, suck. I was. Yeah. I was getting ready to hit that refund button. I swear to God. But, you know, they did turn out really, really good. And, um, yeah, we uh, we hope to do more of them in the future. Uh, we'll kind of play that by ear. I was surprised. Even my wife, my wife goes, oh, well, hey, that's, uh, well, that's pretty nice. I, I would actually wear one of those. <laughs> which i mean if if you knew <laughs> that, that's big <laughs> my wife was the one that grabbed the package off of the front porch and tore it open before i could even get my hands on it she had her hoodie on before me yeah i'm happy that sounds good also too um finally and i bet you nick is just tickled pink about this finally i got my ass in gear and got that Axe 100 review done. I know secretly Nick's been going, God damn it, Dan, get that goddamn thing done. I know he's been. I know he has been. But it's done. 
Uh, that'll be up on the webpage here shortly. We just got to do some final editing. And I, I, I bring that up because in that package that Nick got was the, um, was the axe. I have it. And uh, when he gets some batteries, um, we're going to, he's going to kind of go through and give it his perspective, see how it handles more advanced 3D maneuvers, and kind of update my review based on his experience. So look forward to that as well. Yeah, and, I'm and, just going to get batteries and blades. That's it. Yeah, and that's kind of kind of what we were after. I mean, we did. Yeah. we considered the whole let's check out some aftermarket stuff, but hey, I let's just see what it can do for someone that just wants to buy it that's not really interested in spending another couple hundred bucks on it. Yeah, yeah no, just you're bone stock. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. gonna buy like everyone's gonna buy more batteries. So I don't even really look at that as like an upgrade. I mean, everyone that has a micro has got half a dozen batteries, if not more, for it. Yeah. So that's kind of like, okay, just get the battery of your choice. And then, to you know, a set of blades, I that's just all I want to try. And, you know, from the little bit of research, I, I kind of cheated on this one. I'm not doing it completely blind because, you know, Dan did the blind review, which we always try and do. We don't do any, you know, no forum searching, no, no calling the pros to get some... T- you know, some tricks on it. I did a little bit because I want to get like, I want to, I want to fly it at its 100% best. And then I'll just see what it takes to get it to that point. Yeah. And I do think, I think most people are probably initially going to enjoy a better main blade because you will find Nick. And if you've messed with it, if you've even taken it out of the box yet, you probably noticed that those blades, those main blades are just very, very, you know, wishy-washy. You know what I mean? Gotcha. They're, they're just spongy, really spongy. Okay. Uh, so anyway, um, look forward for that written review here shortly, probably in the next day or two. We'll uh, get the final edited version and um, make that available. Jesse's Icon Review is also available on the webpage now as well. So yes. you guys can uh, read into that as well. Sweet. So I think that's about it for news, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. John, you got any uh, any news you want to share with us? No, you guys seem to cover everything. No, did so. that uh, your your that test come back from the doctors yet? Did you find out if it was contagious or what's uh, how's that? Well, I don't uh, what for my uh, cold. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, you don't want to talk That's about syphilis. That's what we're calling. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Code name cold. Code name cold. Cold. Yes, there we go. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, of course, we're only kidding. Other than that, guys, that's it for news. And this week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Hi, this is Dieter, also known as RCD Butts, and this is your 60-second tech tip. This week we're going to talk about preventing and preparing for the dreaded chicken dance. If you fly a nitro heli, there's always a risk that during a crash, a throttle linkage will pop off or something else will happen that will cause the heli to run open throttle on the ground, causing it to spin around and do what we call a chicken dance. A good way to prevent this is with a return spring on the throttle servo arm. You can find tiny springs at various places like Harbor Freight or a local hardware store. Attach one end of the spring to the linkage ball under the linkage rod, then attach the other end of the spring to the frame opposite the throttle servo. If, however, there are no holes already provided in the frame that you can use, just get a Dremel tool or a drill and ream out a hole big enough to fit a zip tie. Then use a zip tie to attach the other end of the spring to the frame. 
This way, if there's a servo failure or if a linkage rod pops off during a crash or flight, the throttle channel will default to the off position because the spring will take over and close the carb. If, however, a chicken dance does occur, a good tool to prepare for yourself is a broom handle modified with a hook on the end, which can be used to pull the fuel line from a distance. This has been your RC Heli Nation 60 Second Tech Tip. So as mentioned last week, we uh, we have a few surprises, a few announcements. But I think I'm going to give you. I think I think I'm just going to tease you with that, and I don't think we're going to tell you about that quite yet. I have a lot. That's kind of a dick move, isn't it? It is I just, a little bit. I added but I like the, today. It's called audience retention. <laughs> you know what's even more messed up? Huh. I have one more big one that you guys don't even know about that I just added myself today. Oh my god. Uh oh. Yep. John, I'm the last guy to find out about <laughs> shit around here. He, he, he's going to be on Team Axe 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine, and I guess I'll find out here shortly. I don't even know what he's going to tell us. but So here in a bit, we're going to make a couple announcements that are just amazing. I think from memory, we've got three for the show and then one from Nick. Mm-hmm craziness so we also mentioned last week that this show is going to be kind of dedicated towards uh predictions of what we think is going to be happening in the year 2013 when it comes to rc helicopters we did decide that maybe before that we'll take just a few minutes each and talk about uh, some cool things that happened in 2012 kind of just look over the year of course uh, as this show is released it's new year's eve and everybody will be out. Be safe tonight, first and foremost, guys, when you guys are yeah. out there celebrating. I'm going to start no. this one because I, for me, it's obvious what the, the absolute coolest thing for 2012 was. The coolest thing about 2012 was finally solidifying the cast of RC Hilly Nation. Ah, oh, Dan, you got all sentimental on me, man. Dude, I'm telling you, it's been. You got to warn us. It's been. You got to warn. You got to warn me when you're going to be throwing that emo shit out, dude. Come on. Now. Yeah, come on now. No, seriously, you guys. I mean, you know, thinking back since 2010 when this whole thing started, you know, it's been people have come and people have gone, and as I've said many times before, everybody that's been a part of the show has left an impression on the show. Everybody oh, yeah. that was here is missed by somebody and their contribution is is immortal it's out there on the internet and it will be forever but the the group that we have now is just so co- cohesive and it there you got you guys are just a lot of fun to work with and uh that's all i'm gonna say about that thanks dan <laughs> Do I have to follow that? I mean, seriously? Yeah. You're going to make me seem so... So petty? and self-centered. So, I, I just... I had... I had to... I calls them like I sees them, yo. Yeah. So, but, you know, aside from that, that's pretty obvious to me anyway. I think... Uh, I think the coolest thing in the hobby, for me personally, was finally getting into a 700 Nitro. Yeah, but that was the coolest. I that's been the a turning point in fun for me in this hobby. So who's next? 
Um, I I have two. I have two big ones. Well, uh, okay, yeah, I'll. I guess in addition to it was the whole just this whole thing, you know, being a part of the nation is just it's it's like I finally found my place. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was on teams prior and and just always felt like I I wanted more out of the hobby. I I hit a point where I realized, wow, I'm not 18 and I'm never going to fly like I'm 18 <laughs> uh, as much as I tried to. And I still try to. But it was cool to to finally settle in and, and find that place that, uh, you, you know, oddly enough, Dan, a lot of people, while while they really appreciate and and love uh, a technical side of things, yeah, a lot of them can't appreciate sarcasm. <laughs> We found that out. Haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, believe me, I've <laughs> found it out more than a couple times. Yeah. And uh, so that was kind of the big one for me. It was like the first, you know, real group that I can be a part of and just completely 100% be myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm not here to bag consistently on anyone. If I'm if I'm bagging on it, it's because I enjoy it and I actually like it. So uh, that's a big um As far as in the hobby products, I think, you know, I guess we say, I, I said last year, the you know, the big huge thing was, was fly barless. You know, it just, it's taken over. It has. Fly bars are by far the past. Anyone who argued it earlier in this year is flying a <laughs> fly barless system now. <laughs> um, but I think the big, the big thing with the systems is, is the features on them. You know, they're, as we've seen, and that's been probably the neatest aspect of, you know, being a part of this and being able to do so many reviews on so many different brands. Um, I'm really impressed with all the ones that we've done reviews on. Uh, all these companies have really stepped up their game as far as flying aspect. And it really does just now comes down to that fine tuning you know, that they need to do, which, which does take a lot of work. It takes a, a really, really good um, team underneath you to be able to get the input that's needed. Um, but yeah, so I, I give my hat off to, to all those companies, you know, Skookum, Mikado. Mikado's probably, you know, I'll probably give them the most credit because they really kind of laid the path for everyone. But, you know, Heli Command, Skookum, Mikado, uh, just Beast X, oh, geez. I mean, their impact in the hobby was huge. So th th I think that was a really big part of this year. The, yeah. My second big one, and this is a, like, what? Um, I actually think that Goblin really had a big impact. And not because I think it's the coolest, greatest helicopter, but I, I think that it, it really taught this industry and this hobby that you can be extremely different and be successful and, and that's cool it's really the first helicopter that's come along that really went way out of the norm i mean just kind of way out of the norm from everyone else and, and i have a lot of respect for that and i think they took a you know a really big risk uh with the looks you know it's kind of a love-hate thing mm -hmm. um but yeah they came out with something that was very different and just wasn't something, you know, that was cool and different to look at. Uh, people have really proven that it, it can 
you know, withstand the punishment. So I think that played a big role. Yeah. Hey, uh, hang on. Can you hear this? Can you hear that? Barely. Yeah. That's me typing you a hate mail. (laughs) (laughs) Just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, well, did not buy into the goblin hype. Sorry, guys. No, man. I, I, well, you don't have to buy into it, but Nick's Nick makes a really good point. It's, I mean, it, it kind of flipped the industry upside down with the styling and all the other different innovations that they did. That, that's a really good one, Nick. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Well, it was like they were the first ones to really come along and, and been like, Oh yeah, uh, all you uh, belted tail naysayers. Uh, here's what we got. Bam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, logic and reason will get you nowhere with me, Justin. I thought I told you're, you. That you're right. Before. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, John? What uh, What was uh, What do you think? 2012 brought us. What was the most memorable? Well, I mean, the obvious. I think it was a year of the Goblin. You know, love it or hate it. Uh, everybody has an opinion about it, but. Uh, especially launching so many different variants of it, you know, in, in such a short span. I mean, they've really kind of created a whole lineup uh, in, you know, a span of, what, 14, 15 months. So, I, and I think it'll have impact on, uh, you know, the other uh, manufacturers will respond. You know, I think you're going to see a lot of, at least from a standpoint of cosmetics, I think you're going to see the more, the, you know, the sculpted canopies, you know, to try to get that that, that kind of look. Um, maybe some multi-stage uh, uh, gearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, might see some of that, you know, in the coming year. But uh, aside from that, I thought the Blade uh, 130X was a pretty interesting phenomenon. Uh, oh yeah, That's you know, for point. the year. That's a really good uh, point, John. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, guilty pleasure, uh, guiltless pleasure, right? I mean, it it's is just a lot of fun to fly. Uh, you know, you can make it expensive. Uh, you know, I mean, you could turn it into a six hundred dollar helicopter if you want to. But uh, out of the box, it's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's a great uh, helicopter. To just you know, have to uh, go piddle around in the backyard, and you don't have to have a large space to do it. So, and I, th- I think it uh, it's it's done a lot for me this year. Uh, you know, as far as improving my flying and stuff like that, because uh, quite frankly, you can be a pretty bold with it. Now, I did manage to hit the ground so damn hard out at the flying field. You know, they say, well, if you crash in grass, you can't tear anything up. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit on that. Because, matter of fact, there were a couple of guys out flying. I won't say they were flying nitros out on the main line, but they were probably flying a couple of electrics, which can make a lot of noise. And uh, I hit the ground so damn hard, it made such a, a noise that about 15 guys that were working on helicopters or whatever at their tables all turned around and looked. Wow. So, uh, so with you can't have an impact with the Blade 130X. Oh, yeah, it hit the ground really hard. Huh. Uh, but uh, and I mean, it tore a few things on it, but uh, it was epic. It was worth every every minute of it. <laughs> but no, I think it's a really cool helicopter. And I bet you they'll come out with a version two this come in the coming year or something like that. That'll you know, probably be even better. Yeah. So, what do you think, uh, Jesse? What do you think? Uh, what are your thoughts on 2012? Well, 2012 personally was a really big year in the hobby. Um, you know, first sponsors, field rep positions, um, as far as all that stuff goes. So that was good. But then as far as product wise, um, I'm just really amazed at all the, you know, the, the trend, as we talked about before, was kind of high head speed, which might be kind of going down now a little bit. But that 
I think was caused by these massive, you know, power systems that people are now putting in helicopters. Um, I think the amount of current and the amount of power that we're pushing through these things just is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I mean, obviously the first models doing that weren't necessarily in 2012, but for me, that's when it really came, you know, became affordable and all this stuff became real. So collectively, what are your guys' thoughts on that, uh, that high head speed trend? I mean, we are starting to see a lot of guys. I mean, that was, that was at the beginning of 2012, that was the thing, right? Everybody was talking about the crazy fast head speeds, but we started to see as summer rolled on into the fall, you started to see some of the top end pilots talking about, uh, you know, running lower head speeds. And it's kind of, it's like, you know, mid 2011 to, I guess, maybe the first few months of 2012, high head speed was the thing, right? Yeah. Um, well, it, it doesn't seem to be that way as much. Well, I think I think the genesis of the whole high speed head, high head speed thing to me was the the pro pilots are out. You know, Bert, uh, Bird, or you know, you you can pick whoever you want. I, I think that their job is, is testing and, and you know how hard can we push this thing before we blow it up. Right. You know, uh, they they want to run it at 125 percent or whatever the end user is going to normally run it at. But you know, we see these guys do that at. Uh, it fly ins, it fun flies, and you immediately want to kind of emulate that. So you emulate their power system, their gearing, everything. And next thing you know, you've got, uh, you know, everybody's running at those higher speeds. And yeah, I don't know if that was originally the intention, but that's kind of what happened. That's a good point. I think there's yeah. a, a real yeah. difference between trying to sell something yeah. and, and like what you're actually really going to use it for. Right. You I mean, know, the one that caught my you know, eye like recently was, uh, we were talking about those, uh, the version 3.0, the 3GX videos that Align put out. I noticed on Jamie Robertson's, on the last one that he put out, which was, <laughs> he nailed that awesome. flight. I mean, yeah. dude, that was great. He was only running, now I mean, only running 2150. And See, that's, and, and that's weird, dude, because Align, I think, sort of started the whole high head speed did. thing with the 600 EFL yeah. low tail gearing yeah. and well, yeah. the 500 what, uh, DFC. I mean, it, okay, there's a difference. Align sold helicopters. Jamie Robertson won trophies. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm there, not and, arguing And there that is a big all, difference dude. between that. You either want to go out, fly fast and have people go, whoa, what the heck? And, and, you know, be halfway scared by it or you want to win, you know, right. Nick Maxwell, no, 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 3D Masters at 1930 on a nitro. That's awesome. So I, yeah. I just think it's cool. Well, the other thing is when they start running these lower head speeds, once again, they're not at 125 percent of whatever it's designed. So if you're practicing for competition or you're actually competing, you want reliability because it doesn't. You know, if, if it's your flight and it's being scored, the thing blows up. It doesn't matter why it blew up. You're you know you're going you're not going to get a score. Right. Yeah. So I think they do back off and 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 not in the sense of how hard they fly because they can control that, but on how hard they push the equipment. Well, and I think we've also talked about it in previous episodes, but I think a lot of it comes too from the fact that you know the pros are constantly looking for ways to push the limits in terms of demonstration and and crowd pleasing and these demo flights you know to to make it more exciting bumping the head speed up and getting just that little extra pop out of it and of course having the skill and knowing how to use the extra pop does make it more exciting i mean you you can't deny the fact that 
seeing, uh, you know, an 11 or 12 pound 90 spinning 22 or 2300 and getting the crap kicked out of it is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yes, it is. Agreed. Yes. Can you guys hear that in the background? Yes. That, that, do you remember we used to kid about my dog dying? Yeah. yeah. That's my cat dying. No, oh, God. Great. Yeah. Last Which time one? we joked, though, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to Furball City? Asshole. It's a uh, fat cat, the old one. Fat cat. Oh, no. They always start hawking uh, up fur balls at 2 o'clock in the morning. When it comes right down to it, do you guys just not think maybe a line was just filling? They were just giving the consumer what they were asking for. Crazy That's high head speed. They always oh, yeah, do. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Because their goal is to sell. Yeah. And they're really good business people. They know what to se- what sells. Yeah. And then look what they did. Okay, so so they came out with that, right? And they and then people complained. So you got a you got a bunch of complaints from like all the regular Joe Schmoes that, <laughs> that kind of got past that. You know, they ran their their T Rex seven hundred E at twenty two hundred for about a month and saw their flying go downhill. They weren't as comfortable flying in it. Those three-minute flights just weren't quite as fun as when they started, <laughs> you know, at yeah. first. Y- you can only pitch pump it so many times before it is eventually going to get boring. What? And then they went, hey, wait a minute. Now I can get six and a half minutes, you know, or six minutes down at 2,000. But then you started to see the weaker links with like the tail performance. So what did Align do? They did exactly what they always do. And they said, oh, not a problem. We'll take care of that. So now, you know, then they came out with all the helical tail drive upgrades, which increased the gear ratio. So it was like, great. Yep, absolutely. We're kind of getting a little little out of uh, off on a tangent here. Uh, I believe now we were at, we're at Justin. Justin, why don't you tell us what you thought of 2012? Well, yeah, 2012 was was definitely a big year for me as well. It goes without saying that becoming a member of the nation has been absolutely huge, transformational. I take a lot of what Nick said in his um, his little emo rant and agree with it completely as it relates to me. Um, so I won't go into that into too much detail, but uh, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed working with you guys as well. The second thing for me personally is um, having become a member of Team MA. I I really enjoy being a part of that team and feel like it's actually a group of guys that are a lot of fun to to chat with and hang out with. All very knowledgeable, so that was really neat. When I go away from personal and talk about the hobby itself, there are two things in my mind that kind of pop out as being game changers. Um, one, for fear of sounding like I'm I'm being uh, shamelessly promoting the Whiplash Gasser. I mean, that you really mean that did, one you crash all the time? Yeah, that one. one. Yeah, exactly. The okay. one that I drove into the ground today. Right. 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 Um, that I mean the 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 whiplash gasser took what a lot of people thought about gassers and flipped it upside down, and I think it's opened really sort of a new realm of possibilities for using that type of power plant, and uh, and it's been a very successful model. I mean, personally too, I've really fallen in love with the thing. Um, the second one in the hobby is this push towards the 800 size helis. You know, back in 2011, there was a lot of talk about the Mikado Extreme. At the time, we didn't know exactly how big it was going to be. And people were speculating, well, maybe it can 3D, but 
Uh, it's probably more along the lines of AP, you know, uh, aerial photography and video type stuff. And then Mikado came out with this monster that you can beat the crap out of. And you started seeing other brands uh, bring out stretch kits or brand new full size 800s. And I think that's that's really interesting because just when you think you can't go any further on one end of the spectrum, you go to an 800 millimeter class heli. And I don't know if, if you guys have not seen one in person, it's big. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, any 800 class, I'm not talking about the extreme. Something swinging 800 millimeter blades, that is a massive piece of machinery. Yep. And the fact that it can be 3D'd and handle all of those loads is really impressive. Sure. Agreed, man. I was, I, I was going to say the, the whiplash gasser, uh, I, I kind of agree with him on that. Um, of course, I, uh, at my field, Doug Darby flies with us, and he's a miniature pilot. And uh, he's been working really uh, hard on you know, getting the performance up, getting the weight down, working with Toxic Al on uh, developing um, uh, engine and pipe combinations. Tim Jones has been flying at some. Uh, I would not be surprised if you see him maybe flying one next year. And uh, it's pretty impressive uh, what they're doing with it. So uh, next year, I'm not saying it's going to be the year of the gasser, but I think you'll start seeing more of them uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, from an economic standpoint, too, they just make sense. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do. Until you drive them in. Until you drive them in. <sighs> but at least this this one, you're not going to have to the, have to have the motor rebuilt, are you? No, no, no. The motor's fine. Right. It's just a bunch of mud. Well, guys, the new year's upon us. Hopefully this year you guys got all of those cool little heli gadgets and gizmos that you wanted. Probably ended up with some batteries. I've got a little bit of advice for you. Why don't you head over to ProgressiveRC.com. They've got all your charging accessories over there at ProgressiveRC. They've got charging cases, adapters, different charging leads, pretty much everything you'll need to get those brand new packs ready to fly. So go check them out, ProgressiveRC.com. Alrighty, guys, so that leaves us with the upcoming year. And uh, we asked for a little bit of uh, listener uh, involvement on this. And I got a few emails. It, it seems to me that a, a, a lot of people are still focused on, on Fly Barless. It, it, it kind of comes down to the, I'm, I'm get, a lot of people are saying uh, what they see this next year are the common features that are available on all these Fly Barless units, and it's going to become a standard. And we kind of talked about that, and we agree with that. I mean, you guys can't deny that. I don't think that eventually, especially with all of these new units coming out, uh, of course, we talked about the the Spartan unit doesn't have these features, but uh, in this year, this coming year, do you guys think that that's going to be a standard, either governor or bailout or self-leveling? Oh, I'm yes. going to say by the end of the year, both. They've all, they'll all have a bailout, all, yeah. all the successful ones. We'll have yeah, I think out. this year is going to see is going to see the fly barless uh, arena sort of the 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 playing field leveled, if you will. Just like Nick said, all, all of the successful brands, ultimately successful brands, are probably going to have governors and bailouts, and it's going to come down to the fact that uh, they all fly great in terms of flight performance and tunability. And then it really just it you're left to decide based on some of the 
subtle differences in terms of features or brand loyalty. Yeah. Yep. Do you guys think that we're kind of at a point? I mean, uh, there was a there was a time when, and it w- wasn't. I don't necessarily think it was this last year, but maybe the year before. You know, in 2010, going into 2011, there were a lot of flyboard machines, and a lot of people, me being one of them, that just had wanted nothing to do with flybarless. Mm-hmm. And now you go to a fun fly, and you're. I mean, it's almost strange. When you do see, I mean, you see the one or two fly bars out there with the paddles and it just, it started, they look funny anymore. Oh yeah, they do. So, you know, where that, that kind of leaves the question, where are we at? I've got a few heli. Yeah. He's a, he's a listener of the show. Uh, he's in our chat room a lot. He seems to think that the, the, as much as I hate to say this, quads are are going to be the big thing in 2013. Yeah. Uh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> See, big- I, I think quads were the big thing in 2012. Yeah. I mean, they came out of nowhere, yeah, but, man. Okay, so do we do we differentiate between a quad and a, and a collective pitch quad? I mean, I know we just are seeing the new... Um, Why don't we call them multi-rotors to stay general? All right. Well, I, I prefer to not even talk about them, but apparently they're popular. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, look, as much as I hate to admit it, that it they're a popular thing. A lot of people find uses for them. And a lot of people seem to have fun with them. I gave one a try. For, I had one for three days. <laughs> and... <laughs> And, give uh, it a good honest go. Three days, good, man. Yeah. yeah. Gave it a good you go. You really gave it a chance. <laughs> I never even got it in the air, you guys. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But um with you know, we we just saw the video, and it's kind of a rough video of Curtis Youngblood's new quad that he's playing with. And of course, we talked about that last week. But with this type of advancement, do you guys see that encroaching at all on into the helicopter world, it's like uh, kind of a simpatico, synergistic relationship, or is it going to be two? I would like to think it's going to be two different things, planes I think it will. and helicopters. I think it'll be two different things, and I think what people are going to find, because again, I mean, we talked about this last week. Yeah, you can do a collective pitch quad, and it can be 3D'd, and I'm doing air quotes since you guys can't see me, 3D'd, right? But how exciting does that get? I mean, maybe maybe I'm not being imaginative enough, but at the end of the day, it looks the same going backwards right. as it does forwards and upside down and and right side up. So really, where you know, Dan, if, if I were to predict where I think the quads are going to go, is there's going to be a lot more um, there's going to be a lot more FPV type stuff going on because I think that's where you know you look at the quad and you say, all right, what can I do with it? Well, I can do aerial photography and video, but that's only if you're really into that sort of a thing. And flying them like a pod and boom isn't all that entertaining. But the FPV thing is actually quite a bit of fun for those of us who kind of nerd out about that stuff. And it's a completely different flying experience. And what the quad does with the stabilization systems is gives you the confidence to fly FPV um, and not have to worry about uh, quite as squirrely of a machine as you're as you're used to on a standard fly barless pod and boom. And cheaper crashes. 
that's cheaper. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You can run one into a tree and you might be out 30 bucks. Yeah, you, you know? break the props, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely FPV. Yeah. So yeah. you guys uh, you guys are kind of uh, under the assumption that 2012 was kind of the year of the multi-rotor and we're just going to kind of have yep. to deal I with I think it went up. Year. It got super popular. Everyone bought one and now it's kind of faded down. I don't... I. My prediction is that the the collective pitch thing will be very small and will not end up being popular. That's that's kind of my guess. But FPV, I mean, they'll start. You know, like that the new little DJI one that comes with you know the yeah, FPV the camera yeah, built to into go. it. I think that's going to get really popular. What and do you what see. do you think? What do you think, John? Do you think? Well, I mean, think I think part of the appeal of the the multi rotors is their simplicity. You know, you can just go out and have fun with it. But when you start, oh, now we're going to make a collective pitch. And, you know, I said, well, now, you know, when you crash it now, when you're farting around, you're not going to just go over there and pick it up. I mean, there, there's going to be links all over the place and everything else. So I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think that'll be short lived. I, I, that, uh, you know, anybody would want one with collective pitch. Um, yeah. But I think it, I think it's a purpose. It's a machine with a purpose uh, from a, you know, professional photographer standpoint, uh, those kind of things, movies, that kind of thing. And, you know, we need them around uh, flyings and stuff so they can do those cool overhead shots and stuff <laughs> like got, that. So, you got a good point there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, know what I figured and, it and, out. And, and to me, it's it. like, I would rather you have one of those Dan than a plank. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. the it's secret. A, it's, it's they are the new plank. plank. Okay. Um, it, it, it is funny. I don't, I've told the story in the past, but uh, I had uh, the, the flame wheel. Uh, the little 450 one. Yeah. And uh, I'm out in front of uh, uh, Robert's uh, house, a buddy of mine down here, and I'm working on flying it backwards. And of course, I've got lights on it, so I've got green on the forward side and red on the back side. And I'm working flying backwards with it. And he goes, what the hell are you doing? And so I'm practicing flying backwards. He says, why? It looks the same going backwards <laughs> and forwards. So you're the only one who yeah. knows the damn thing's going backwards. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So... All it's right. not an entertainment machine, for sure. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to move on to a different topic that was brought up by Bob Alberding. He says, I think power supplies and charging will be the focus of, of this year. He, he goes on to talk about the new phone, tablet, and laptop charging from LiPos uh, with a converter is just the beginning. Uh, he's not sure where it'll go exactly, but he does think that the focus of 2013 will be to make these systems better and safer. And he goes on to also say, we'll kind of talk about both of these, but he also says that he sees in this coming year kind of a focus on on the flybarless systems having uh, GPS safety features such as uh, flight line uh, markers and, and things like that. Oh yeah, never um, that's an interesting so, one. So like a geofence. Yeah, he calls it a virtual yeah. box, and he goes on to say this, and I think it's kind of uh, it actually strikes a good question. Um, you know, uh, avoidance systems, um, technology will make this stuff either a lot more fun or take all the fun out of it together. So let's talk about first of all, what do you guys think about? I mean, that is the next logical. You know, it's always you always kind of go, well, what? How do you make a battery better? Well, that question has been posed in years prior. It seems that just like Justin just said, as soon as you think you've got it figured out, 
along comes the next big thing. Mm-hmm. I think that when it comes to batteries, maybe we're looking at oh, you know, higher capacities. But I think more importantly, I think we're we're looking for uh, safer reliability, just just safer batteries in general. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Battery safety would be an added big added bonus. I think that with the batteries, from my standpoint, when I first started flying, uh, you know, 450s and stuff, you had to have, you know, four or five packs. Well, now I operated the whole season with two packs uh, of of each, you know, for each helicopter, mm-hmm. uh, because you can charge you can charge pretty rapidly now, and you charge in parallel. Yeah. So I think it, you know if you get to the point where you can operate with one set of packs for a helicopter, uh, you know, charge it quickly, it'll accept the charge quickly. Uh, that kind of thing, and you have a charger that's capable of doing it, that's that's pretty good from a technology standpoint. That would be tits for me. I think that's great. One set of packs. You know? Yeah, cheaper. The yeah, power absolutely. supplies this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a big one. You know, not having to fork out two, three hundred dollars for a, you know, 24 volt, 50 amp yeah. power supply. For a hobby go, use power supply, you know. Yeah, a- absolutely. Just because it has someone's brand on it. When you can go pick up off of eBay, you know, these server power supplies, that was a really big impact. Being able to buy a pair of server power supplies, do a little bit of soldering, you know, and end up with a more powerful setup for <laughs> 40, bucks 40 bucks out of yeah. pocket. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and then, I mean, that's big. Yeah. Skookum in particular, I remember listening to an old Inside Heli podcast from a couple of years ago where they were talking about having uh, GPS waypoints in their systems at some point mm-hmm. that would allow for, you know, marking off the flight line. So the helicopter could never go past that point behind yep. you. Is this a reality? Is this something we're seeing, Nick, with Skookum? Is this something they're still working on? I think it'll definitely be a reality. Yeah, with the release, um, you know, you can get that first batch pre-order on the GPS sensor and then the uh, the new 720 Black Edition, you know, I should have mine re- really, really soon. Uh, finishing up the testing on that. It, it's going to be a, a, you know, and even not just Skookum, if, like the NASA H, if they start playing game in the pod and boom industry and they get popular, uh, there's a company that's, you know, they're more based GPS coming into the pod and boom, whereas like Skookum's more pod and boom, you know, getting more into the GPS. The capability, when you put those two together, it's almost, you know, we're at the point now where the sensors are very good. They're very resistant to vibration. They're, they're, the sensors are good enough. The units are good enough. It's how smart can these guys get behind the programming? And and it really is kind of a, the options are just limitless on how and what you want to do. It's I think what we're, we'll probably see uh, in 2013 is some really impressive software for the for the fly barless systems. I think right now it's it's pretty archaic, pretty simple. You know, a couple of the companies have some decent software out there, but I think the software is going to get a lot more high end, which kind of sucks for the manufacturers because if you're going to start doing all these features, you know, V-Bar never really got popular. I mean, you know, people flew 4.0 V-Bar, but it was, uh, you know, the software was a nightmare. It was rough. Yeah, it was really rough. And then 5.0 came out and it was like, wait a minute, where'd half of the parameters go? 
oh, well, they just, you know, they, they got it dealt with behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and all and of a sudden really, it's got a wizard that walks you through yeah, stuff and exactly. it's just a lot yeah. more user-friendly. So that's going to be, I think, a really big impact and, and you know, what will kind of dictate what the units are capable of because you have to be able to set it up for that. And do you really want someone who's, I don't particularly want someone setting up a GPS flight line, which I think will definitely be capable of when they struggle to tune a regular fly bar list. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I don't the want other that thing. Is, uh, if we're going to establish a geo fence, like say for the flight line, um, there's a data entry issue, right? They can make a mistake with that. But let's just say they get it all put in there correctly. My experience at fly-ins, when the helicopter ends up going behind the flight line, the helicopter's malfunctioned. Yeah. You know, there's something broken on the helicopter. Is a That's link a good or, point, you know, Whatever. And at that point, I don't care what kind of system you've got on it. it it's going to go where it's going to go. So I, yeah. I don't really yep. know who this is targeted for because I haven't – I've been to a lot of fly-ins and I have not seen – you know, where it's a big problem of people getting behind themselves or, you know, overflying the, I mean, pretty much once we're told what the parameters are, we're, we're staying within it unless the helicopter malfunctions. So Yeah, I, I see it more being used as a hard deck type thing for the learners. I think it'll sure. just be, become more of a commonplace, you know, you're, yeah. you're out flying on your regular weekend with your buddies and you go out there and you turn on your 30 foot or 50 foot hard deck and, you know, enjoy flying without the worry of crashing. I think that's, that's probably where it's headed, but I, I don't know. I mean, that's going to take a lot of the, I'm a believer in that tough love deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I love about the hobby. Fail, then succeed. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well the pain is what makes the success feel so good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Man, you guys are hardcore. Yeah. Yes. You know, though, you know, jumping back to a point that you were making there on the NASA H, Nick, that that's actually something that I did want to bring up in terms of predictions this year. And it goes right along uh, with Bob's GPS comments. Um, DJI, for those of you who have worked on their their uh, controller systems, their stabilization systems for the multi rotors, they are an incredibly talented high horsepower technical company and if they if they start gaining ground in the heli industry and the pod and boom with that h and start proving themselves they could really be well positioned to give all of these other fly barless companies a run for their money if they get a governor in there or a true hard deck with the self-leveling and bailout in addition to the standard gps which let's face it they've already nailed they're, they're worlds ahead of any of the fly barless systems that are trying to put GPS on there already. Yeah. Um, that They yep. could be a big contender. Absolutely. So uh, moving along before we get into our own personal thoughts, uh, we wanna, we're going to go on with a few other responses that we've got. Dieter writes, um, he makes some very specific predictions. And we kind of talked about this, but there's one thing that we kind of maybe alluded to but didn't specifically say. Uh, the fly barless controllers uh, having governor plus self-leveling uh, and all being uh, very well performers. But he adds to that at a retail of around $200 as opposed to what we're seeing, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're starting to see that now, but there are still some units out there that are much higher than that. Uh, he goes on to predict that, uh, 
E-Flight Blade is going to come out with a 600 in 2013. I think a so. 600 size heli from from Blade. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I it's think the right. next. Step. Yeah, I can see. It, it probably makes sense. Shouldn't we wait to see how many people the 550 kill first? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. They they got a lot to lose. I mean, I guess that's one way to look at it. You know, they're they're a successful company with with some pockets. So putting out something that could potentially yeah, but, hurt someone. Yeah, exactly. And there's a big difference between making a micro and making a even a five fifty or a six hundred. You know. Yeah, they they probably True. know. Oh yeah, half of these are going to go flying across the living room out of control, but that's okay because it'll be funny. They'll laugh and yeah. have a good time, but I don't think they'll take that same attitude with the five fifty. Dieter also says that SAB is going to be releasing a four uh, four fifty in two thousand and thirteen. Ah, yeah, that's working good the point. other way. Okay, I, I would be shocked if they didn't come out with a two fifty. <laughs> I, mean, I, I yeah. think they're going to have the complete lineup. You know, and so that that, that seems like a, a no brainer. I agree with that. Um, he goes on also to say that we're going to start seeing some really high current ESCs to accommodate 14 and 16S setups for 800 plus size machines. Okay, so that's uh, uh, you know that would that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we're already we already got power systems that can pretty much uh, light up old Sparky. Yeah, I would say 14S will definitely make a. I think that'll be 14S will become standard. Yeah. Especially if yeah. they can get the packs just a little smaller and a little lighter. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. would make a huge difference if you could fit them in a current 12S kind of setup. And Dieter does make one last more one last prediction, but I am going to preface this with I think this prediction might be a little biased because, uh, I, you know, he did just buy a, uh, an Elise, uh, our alias Rush. Uh, he does think that we are going to see some – he doesn't specifically say that they're going to come out with uh, some smaller versions, but he says they're going to tease towards some smaller versions of the Rush. Okay. And, uh, you know, the rest of them, you know, we got, I think the, well, just from the limited number of people that responded that are listeners to the show, a lot of, a lot of chatter about quads. A lot of people really think to that the, the they seem to be excited about the CP quads. Of course, we just talked about that. We don't need to go into it again. I'm just kind of wrapping up, you know, the responses that we got. Um, so now we're going to kind of go into our, kind of our own personal thoughts on what we think. You know, guys, one of the best things about being in our position is the ability to give back to our listeners. And lucky for us, Gensace Batteries shares the same ideas. Just for you, they're offering a 10% discount code on all their batteries. That's right, guys. So head over to www.hobbyparts.com, enter in the code RCHN10 at checkout to get that 10% discount on your next order. Nick, what do you think personally? Do you think is going to be the big thing for 2013? Um, I'm going to say looks, uh, visually. I think that a lot of the companies are going to jump on the Goblin bandwagon and start getting very creative with looks. I think that'll probably be the the biggest thing that we'll notice in the hobby. Now, I got to um, ask you though, so, do you do you say that because do you think we're kind of at a plateau performance wise? Um, 
Yeah, kinda. I, I mean, there's really not, you know, you take all the models, you break them all down. There are some definite, you know, differences. Probably the biggest being like multi-stage gearing, like John was saying. But, you know, I <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't, uh, you know, the alias, TSA, they, they, they all seem like great helis. But, uh, I mean, uh, they're just not alias TSA, the new 700N, you know, DFC, 700E DFC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, it's, they're all quality models, right? Right. So right. they've yeah. all kind of established that they're all quality. You know, the, the lack of a line quality, I think, has gone, kind of gone out the window. Uh, not, maybe not completely, but I think a line have really ramped up their quality towards the end of this last year. Definitely. Um, so, so if a line's up there on quality, then now you have literally a handful of models that all look very similar, that perform great. Who's going to buy one over the other? That's right. what I'm getting. I think that's what it's really going to come down to is who is going to stand out looks-wise. You know, and SAB showed that you can take a model that looks completely different and make a lot of money off of it. So I think that that's going to be the biggest impact. Yes, I do think that 14S power systems will probably become a little more standard on the 700 class and 800 class helis. Um, you know, some other smaller things... Obviously, I do agree that the fly barless systems by the end of the year, two hundred to two hundred and fifty bucks self leveling and governor is a must. That's just going to be a given. Mm -hmm. uh, that yeah. that to me is kind of almost a no brainer. But I think visually, someone's got to do something different to help sell the rest of these models, or there's really not a whole lot of enticement to stray away from a line. Okay, well, let, let me ask you a, a question about that, Nick. So you're saying you think there people like brands are going to revamp their looks. Yes. D is that is that a redesign of just the canopy for, say, an existing model? Like kind of like what Gowie did for the X7 versus the X7 Formula One? Or yeah. are we talking like a brand new model where Align or Outrage or, you know, pick a company? is going to come out with a full body fuselage type thing like Goblin. You know, maybe I think it'll mostly be mostly be looks, but I do think that in order to get a lot of the change with looks, uh, multi-stage gearing will kind of come along with that because you yeah. can only make a canopy so skinny, <laughs> you know, if you've got right. a, a, a big yeah. 120 or, you know, 110 tooth main gear on there. So you're going to have to make a little bit of changes. But I mean, look, with the exception of Goblin, who's done anything different with the tail of their helicopters last year? I mean, there yeah, was, that's there a was, good point. There's nothing from the front of the boom back that was any different. You know, Patrick came out with a great, great dual pitch slider set up, then a line, you know, stole, <laughs> stole it and implemented it. But there, th that's it. So... And really, the dual stage and, you know, everything going DFC was, I think, a big design change for 2012. Sure. And I think that will stay solid with 2013. The models are going to get lighter 
you know, less parts count, which they're already doing. But uh, I, I think mostly it's going to be visual because the, the helis now can, 90% of the helicopters on the market can handle anything that any of us can throw at them. Right. So yeah. if they're up to it performance wise, I, I just, I think it's going to be looks. All righty. So moving along, John, what do you, what do you see happening in 2013? Well, I think that, uh, with the the new NX4 that came out this year, I think you're going to see some uh, some of the manufacturers take a look at possibly um, you know coming out with a smaller uh, nitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of an entry level to nitro, so I, that would not surprise me. Uh, I think the the 600 nitro is due to kind of make a comeback. I think it's kind of been um, not much attention has been paid to it. So you know, I'd like I'd like to see a line do something and you know possibly revamp the the 600 nitro. Yeah, uh, the design is kind of basically the same as it was a couple of years ago. Um, th- I thought that this year that not, uh, that the line kind of mailed it in with the new 700 nitro because I don't know what everybody else was expecting, but I was expecting direct to swash and some pretty significant changes, and it didn't happen. So you know maybe they'll do that this year, but, uh, definitely I'd like to see something done with the 600 nitro. Uh, Gowie is, uh, you know, I don't think it's any secret. Bobby's working on either an NX six or an NX seven. I would like to see an NX six myself. I think that you're going to see more and more helis come out this year. And by this year, I mean, 2013 that, uh, the manufacturers are no longer going to bother making a, a, a fly barred version of it. I mean, we've already seen a lot of that this year, right? But I, th- I think that's going to continue. You know, if a guy wants to f- uh, run a fly bar, he's going to have to buy a fly bar conversion kit. Whoever thought you'd ever see yeah. that? Yes. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah. The other uh, way. And, and in my most uh, well, and I also think, and this may be controversial, and we don't have to go into it, but uh, I think there's going to be a, a new helicopter forum this year, uh, 2013. I think there's room for three. Yeah. So I, I don't know who's going to do it or where, but. Uh, I think there's opportunities ripe for that. Um, I think there's plenty of money to go around, so somebody will do it. Uh, but my most fearless prediction, uh, Dan will have a compass uh, in 2013. Oh. I'm going to predict which one. I believe he will have a Warp 360. Oh, That's a bold statement, John. No, Dude, that's I, like- I think you're going to find it to be irresistible. I really do. Huh. That's so big, I, I think man. it's a cool little helicopter, so... That is a bold statement indeed. <laughs> you know, or, at the end of the year, I'll uh, oh. I can eat my crow if you don't do it. But <laughs> four fifty on top of the compass. Yeah, That's, I know. I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the size too. He's not a fan of the. No, I I don't know if you know this, John, but I have this. Um, if it five, you know, five hundred at a, at minimum, anything under just doesn't even really exist. It's a pretty cool little chopper, man. That's yeah, all I'll say. Well. I think a good fly barless system on it. It's just like a 90. Uh-huh. You're right. Thank uh-huh. you, man. So it'll be kind of like the uh, 130X on steroids. There we go. Well, don't, don't uh, you know, don't, don't, don't bet on that one. You know, I'm telling you, just <laughs> mm-hmm. you'll save some money most likely if you don't. Hey, I'm bet not on above it. mailing you one in November. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes to win, right? Dirty pool, dirty pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, what do you think uh, 2013 is going to bring us? Well, I, I'm kind of leaning towards kind of going off Nick's a little bit, but that just kind of with the redesign portion of it. 
I think we're going to see companies going back to some of their older models that maybe couldn't handle these current power systems and maybe giving them a V2 or, you know, whatever, whatever title that is, um, and just making it so that they can make a comeback and be flown with all these, you know, um, high voltage systems, high current systems, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I can see some of that happening as well as maybe companies leaning towards, um, you know, kind of working back down. I mean, it kind of seems like everyone wants to climb that ladder up to a 90. And I feel like we could maybe see a shift where people are going to start looking back to the 500 size heli, the 450 size heli. Um, yeah. It maybe shift focus back a little bit and stop. You know, we're all, it, it seems like from the moment you get in the hobby, it's always bigger. But I can see a shift maybe happening. I actually kind of agree with that. Yeah, I, I think it just started. Like just it just started, and I I do believe that the the warp and the NX four is like the tip yeah. of the iceberg to it. Yep. Yeah, I, I completely yep. agree. So, Justin, what do you think is going to happen in two thousand and thirteen? Well, I think to go to go off of what Jesse just said, there mine's a little bit more specific for prediction. I generally I agree. I think people will start looking towards smaller sizes, but I think particularly with the release of the warp three sixty. I think we're going to see a lot of the brands um, trying to pick up a 450 or come up with a new 450 again. And by the end of the year, uh, probably all of the major brand names and helis will have 450s that maybe can swing the 350, 360 millimeter blades like the Warp. Um, In addition to that, I think that uh, on the small side of things, the, the 130X was such a... Uh, I mean, from my perspective, an unpredictable phenomenon. I mean, who would have thought that when that thing hit the the market this year, that all of these third party aftermarket parts were going to pop up? And I think that some of the other brands may look at that and think that they can grab a hold of a portion of that market. They may not be able to do it as well as Blade does with the 130, and they may not be able to replace it, but... Um, bringing out a heli of similar size, maybe it's a 250, maybe it's something in between, but something that is reasonably priced and that you can just customize the crap out of. Because when it comes down to it, we all love modding our our helis. It's no different than people who do cars and hot rods. You're always looking for that next cool piece of bling. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then on, on the large size uh, side of things, I think we're going to see more 800s. Um, you know, there, there are a couple of companies out there who have already announced that they'll have uh, an 800 size heli or stretch kits. And I think come summer of this year, sort of mid-season, we'll start to see all of those um, come through. And those may start to become the flagship helis, not the 90 size like, the, like it used to be. What do you think about them not being 800s, but being like 14S 750s? Yeah, I I think that, you know, Nick, you and I have talked about that on and off lately. And the 14S, I think it's just a matter of time for one. Uh, We're already seeing speed controllers that can handle that kind of stuff and packs that are capable of pushing that amount of power as well. And then as far as the 750, you know, I think that 
they start to split hairs when you look at a 700 versus an 800. I think they'll probably all design them to be 800s. You can swing 800s or 820s, but if you really want to 3D it, I think the 750s are really where it makes sense. Yeah. And to, you know, right now, only a line and edge really in terms of big name uh, blade companies have that 750 size. Uh, once the 800 start coming out, I think the other brands are going to wake up and realize, you know, we need to get a mid 700 size blade out as soon as possible. And yeah, Justin, just to add one thing, I were talking about the smaller helis becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. I think that's also going to depend on the success of, you know, it's, I think that's going to go with the fly barless units and as they become cheaper, because it costs the same to put a fly barless unit as a four, on a 450 as it does on a 700. So I think as these units, you know, advance more, get more features, um, that's really going to kind of open up the 450 market as well. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. And, and you know what, Jesse, the other thing is with that, any of us who have tried to put a fly barless system on a 450 size heli know that they're in general quite a bit more finicky to tune than the larger helis. And so, uh, you know, if the fly barless systems start um, cleaning up the software and the tunability to the point where it's just as easy to tune a 450 as it is a 700 um, and get it to be locked in and a rock solid flyer, I think that'll go right along with what you're saying. Yeah. And I I think the warp really laid the the path for robustness. I think people are tired of uh, having $100 crashes on a 450. And I, yeah. I think that's what kind of happened, you know, why they got unpopular was because it's it's hard to want to spend that much money on a crash on a helicopter that's just not that big. Yeah, and it, I mean, point. that's yeah. very evident, too. And I mean, when you look at it, it, a lot of stuff I would consider to be 500 sized on that heli. Um, yeah. So. so if they can if they can take the 450 size, which I think is just going to be here forever, that, that size is never going to go away. And if they can go back, beef it up. You know, they'll probably all become success standard, um, yeah. success 350s size, and then just leave it at that, but make them beefy. I think they'll get really popular. Yep. Sweet. The, the other one, Dan, I've got, this is sort of a bit more on the nerdy side, but still, because we were talking about chargers, we're talking about power systems and taking it to that next level. Right. We saw a huge um, increase in the number of high discharge rate packs in 2012 now you know 60 and 65 c's are pretty much the norm not everyone flies them and not everyone really feels like they need them but almost all of the big battery brands in fact i think all of them have those uh higher discharge rate batteries i think that in 2013 we're going to see a push towards maybe even higher, maybe 80 or 90 C, maybe 100 C. And in addition to this, this is more of a hope on my side than a prediction. I think I I would like to see that the battery technology pushes towards higher energy density lipos. Um, What that means in layman's terms is you get the same capacity for uh, less weight. Um, because that's, you know, that's another step towards pushing these power systems to the extreme. Now, instead of having a 10 kilowatt power system on a 12 pound heli, cut 30% off of the battery weight and you can do the same thing with a nine and a half or 10 pound heli. That's when it really starts getting crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I think 2013 is going to be uh, the resurgence of Nitro. And I believe that is due to uh, the NX4. And I also think with that, you're going to see a line come out with something similar uh, in a 500 size uh, Nitro machine. I think... I don't, you know, you hear you hear it said all the time. I don't know how true it is because, uh, you know, nitro, you know, is is second seat to to electric, and you know, you go to a fun fly and you see a lot of electrics, see a lot of nitros, but I think um, with the NX4 and um, you know, lots of flights out of a gallon, um, you're going to see more people willing to give nitro a try. Yeah, I that's just, a good point. I just think that nitro is just so much better than electric. This is, I mean, <laughs> come on, <laughs> you know. Well, this, it's hard to not have a positive experience with that little OS engine. I mean, I'm I'm really impressed with it. Yeah, it's super reliable. See a single needle to tune. Um, it, it's pretty bulletproof. And, you so, know, a lot of guys say, well, the nitro's too loud. Well, that little OS motor is not loud at all. No, not at all. And uh, I also think that 2013 is going to be the year where people start to brag about their low head speed as opposed to their high head speed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see that. You know, it's going to be a matter of I'm going to show you how skilled I am with my low head speed as opposed yeah. to how how crazy I can get with my high head speed. That oh, you can do it at change. Yeah. Oh, you can do it at nineteen hundred. Well, I can do it at eighteen hundred. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that is that is exciting. I like that because I just uh, man, I, I, I can't watch the popping videos very long. I just can't. But I can watch some smooth, deliberate three D all day long. Yep. And it's I'm uh, right yep. there with you. It's just so much. It's so much more graceful, and I just can appreciate that. But I honestly, this year, uh, you know, 2012, I had some, I was excited. I don't really feel the excitement for 2013. I got to be honest with you guys. I don't, I, you know, Nick brought up a good point. The, you know, the kind of a plateau in performance, it's all the machines are performing well. I just don't see... I don't really see any anything big uh, exciting happening in 2013, sadly. That's kind of sad, isn't it? Well, it you don't think kill. there's going to be any sort of an advance in the nitro? I mean, you talked about the 500-size nitros, Dan, well, but what about like engine displacement? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, we're just going to tr- – they're just going to – well, it, you know, they tried that, I guess, uh, the, uh, with the 120 and – a lot of people, I don't think it worked that well. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you, you know, it was all hot. I mean, remember, you guys remember all the hype we heard about it? And we, you know, there are a few guys having good luck with it. Um, well, it wouldn't hurt the hobby to catch its breath for a year and, you know, refine what it's already I, you know, and committed I, to. I kind of, that's exactly, John, that's probably the better way to put the way I feel. Because there's not, uh, you know, um, it's been it's been so much in the last few years. It's been so focused on fly barless and we're there you know we've we're starting to get affordable very well performing fly barless units and and now it's just kind of a sit back and and let things refine you know nick you you talked about the improvement in the the software 
I think the changes that we see this year are going to be subtle, but they're going to be they're going to be underlying, but they're they're going to be big, but I think they're going to be kind of subtle. Does yeah. that make sense? I mean, you I, know, another yep. sad one that I've got that that I think is going to happen, and I just I hate to say it, but I think we're going to see a lot more companies um, that were popular. I think they'll actually go completely off the radar next year. Tell us who, man. Any specific predictions? predictions? Um, I, you know, I just, well, I, I've got friends with all of these companies, so <laughs> I don't, I don't want it to be like that. But I think it's going to be. How about? Let me rephrase that. I think uh, those companies who who are, you know, marginally struggling to 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 stay mainstream. Uh, Thunder Tiger would be an example. Uh, Jr. I just. I, I don't see him ever making that comeback. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I, I think we're going to, I, yeah. I wonder if we're looking at that from the standpoint of, you know, uh, their prevalence in the U S versus like, Elsewhere. I really don't, I don't yeah, know that's, how strong that's they a are. Good point, in, John, in Asia, because yeah. you go over back, you know, back East and JR is still really huge. So I, I guess I should contain that to, to more just the U S if it's not a big name, it's really going to struggle over here because of the performance. It's all down to parts availability and price. Yeah. I mean, if they all mm -hmm. perform well, then who can get me the parts the quickest and easiest and who's going to be at the best price. And, you know, I, I'm sorry, but Thunder Tiger, they're, they're not winning on that aspect, you know, at, at all. And, and they gave it a good run, but it still just didn't, you know, it, it didn't stick. It's not taken. But do you think it gets to the point where they bow out of the hobby or do they just continue to limp along like they have in years past? No, I think they'll continue to limp along out of the U.S. and just kind of do their thing and then maybe try and, you know, give it. I mean, this is what I keep saying Thunder Tiger. I'm not trying to pick on them, but it's it's kind of what they've done. I mean, they gave it, they limped along out of the U.S. for quite a while, and then they gave it a big gung-ho run, you, you know, run, and it it really wasn't, it wasn't gung-ho enough. Right. They didn't nail it. And I think to, to make a comeback in this hobby, it has to be perfect. I mean, it has to be flawless to make a comeback. I agree, and I think John does bring up a good point, and you did kind of acknowledge it. Uh, well, you did acknowledge it. You didn't kind of acknowledge it. You know, and one great example of what John said as far as, uh, you know, uh, regionally or globally speaking, you know, like, for example, you don't really hear anything about Kasamas in the States anymore. Mm -hmm. But you go to the UK and they have Kasama only fun flies, like a Kasama owner's convention where you go to these fun flies and everybody there is a Kasama flyer. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and there's going to be parts of the world, I think where those particular brands of helicopters for whatever reason are going to do just fine. Yeah. You know, and that's it's yep. tough. They, they're They got to ramp it up. Outrage. There's another example. Yeah. What happened to outrage? That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they just kind of fell off the map and, if they're going to make a comeback, I mean, they better do it. They better do it soon. They better do it just dead on. I mean, outright all, all of the smaller companies. Yeah. So yep. that's what I think. We'll see some start dying. 
Well, I guess what we'll have to do is uh, kind of keep tabs on these uh, predictions and uh, come the end of this uh, 2013, we'll have to see who's full of shit and who isn't. That's right. Yep. There we go. So that leaves us to a couple big announcements. It's time. Oh, it's, it's, it's time. time. I thought there were four. Well, there's uh, well, there's one from Nick. Uh, there's three from the show. One of them we're not really going to talk about, but we might drop a hint because it's it'll make sense when we talk about it, John. We'll we'll leave a hint towards the end. Um, Nick, do you want to tell us what uh, what you what uh, you got going on first? Or sure, I can do that. I bought a new helicopter. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's for sure, right? It is. It is. Is it in your hands? It is not in my hands yet, but it is on the way. Money has been transferred. The The deal has been sealed. All right. Quit, quit yipping and yapping and tell us what it is. What is it? It's a goblin. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't man. believe it. You I don't went believe there. It. Which, which size? 700. I don't believe it. Yep. I did. Oh, dude. And just man. because... And here's why. You know, I pitched them the most crap out of anyone. Uh, but but always recognize that they are a nice flying heli. And, and uh, you know, I it's, it's almost, I won't say that it's out of spite, but it's, I, I feel like I needed to, to justify and solidify that I am an equal opportunity type person. And uh, if I've been ranking on them this hard for this long, and it's always just been about looks. I mean, that's that's all that it was about. Um, then I want to be able to stand up to someone at a fun fly and crack a joke about it and have them say, oh, yeah, well, whatever. Until you've owned one, you can't say that. So now I'll be like, oh, really? Well. Well, I have, a, I have an announcement. You do? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to say that Nick will be missed. And, uh, if you're interested, <laughs> yeah, if you're interested in, uh, you know, doing what Nick does here with the nation, give me an email. <laughs> we need a new news guy. We need it. <laughs> 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 you're serious. Just, you bought a goblin. You're serious. You're not pulling it, my leg. It, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. You bought into the hype. Uh, no. What's the color, Nick? Come on. Yeah. What color is it? Yeah. <laughs> what color do you think it is? You got green? the pink one. Green. You got the pink one. No, I did not get a pink one. No, it's green. It's one of the original ones. I think it's brown because you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> really? You bought a goblin. I, I yeah. just, I'm struggling with this. I, yeah. Okay. I did. Well, let's take a minute. Let's take a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll have all. Is it coming pictures? with the, the, the Burt poster that you're going to put over your bed? No, no, there's no, no Burt poster. There's no, there's no fanboy with it. It's just, I've uh, I've been wanting to, and I've mentioned this to you guys subtly before that I've won. You know, my fleet is pretty much all based on testing. You know, having a, a variety of stuff to be able to get any product and have something to put it on and test it. And you know, I've got the 700 Nitro, the 700E. Um, recently, you know, took the Fusion down to a 550, and one of the things that I had been missing was a belted heli. And that is a big deal to me because I was always fighting for the belt back in the day. Hmm. Um, and I just really don't think there's any better belted heli on the market. 
Um, I didn't particularly go out looking for it. This deal kind of fell in my lap and it was almost a little too humorous. It was like, oh, really? Should I, should I really do this? Oh, Jesus. So oh, like, oh, man, these guys are just going to flip if I do it. So, yeah. yeah. So you're not just getting it to just hover it and smash it into the ground, right? Nope. No, <sighs> I, I fly mine. And, and it will get flown. It, you know, here's the cool part. And, and this is the difference. This is what is going to make it a positive experience for me. I don't hold, and all the goblin owners are going to go, oh my gosh, oh, man, you know, how could you possibly say that? I don't hold a goblin any more special than my 700E. I, I truly, honestly, being sincere, I do not. It's it is just no, another heli. It is just another heli. It's a completely different, I've never owned a, a multi-stage geared heli and and having a belt on top of it, that's what I want it for. It's reliable. It, it just kind of made sense. So I can go out there and pound on it like I don't care about it. It's not going to be my, oh, my, oh, you want to see my goblet? Oh, this, <laughs> no, I don't. It, it wouldn't matter to me anything else. I don't care who flies it. I don't care who's on the team. I don't really care who thinks it's cool and who doesn't think it's cool. It's the gearing and the design that I was really interested in. And there's, unfortunately, there's really no other options for that unless you get oh, into... I'm wondering you know, if the listeners can sense my disappointment. I I knew. I knew I this can. would be a... Can you a sense it? One. I can Review. sense it. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Well, I'll get over it. But see, I had to let it die down. If I, if I would have got it like three, four, four or five months ago, then I could have fallen into that that fanboy stage, but I, it just, I feel like we're, we're past that. It, it's, it's wore off of everyone. I'm glad you feel that way. He hasn't he got continues to justify it. Doesn't he, Dan? Yeah. We'll get an update next week and uh, see if he feels the same way. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll get some SAB talking points. You might, no. you might, you yeah. might, you can get Probably. your new uh, DX 18 BK. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the QQ or the whatever the hell no, it's it is. A, it's a Burt Cameron edition. <laughs> no, I, no, I cornered Burt and I said, Burt, when are they going to come out with the DX18BK? And he's like, oh, man, they're not going to do that. I was like, well, they'll sell a hell of a lot more of those than they sell this QQ. <laughs> yeah, <You know>? no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> as long as they pinstripe it in green. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds like someone's been gobbling the Kool-Aid. No, no Kool-Aid. All righty. Oh, well, I'm going to... Okay. All right. I'll, I'll I'll learn to live with it. You'll believe it. I I'll, mean, I I'll, got I eventually got to the point where I was okay with Jesse being on. Yeah. You know. You just have to accept, Dan, that that's... <laughs> I, I'm not like you. I don't hold that grudge against everyone, against one company so bad. <laughs> well, it will add a great recurring topic for the shows in 2013. Yeah, I'll have to be. I'll have to start asking two people if they crash those helicopters. <laughs> yep, yeah. today. All righty. So moving on to some more announcements. Um, hmm. Torn. Which one should we go with first, Nick? Um, the uh, the giveaway. All righty. This is big. We are going to we 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 acquired a helicopter, and it is a Compass Warp. Oh, yeah. So here's what we're going to do with the Compass Warp. And this is um, big thanks to um, 
Nankin Hobbies. And Compass. And, and Compass. Compass. Yeah. Uh, we are going to do a raffle for a, a Compass Warp 360. And the tickets are going to be five bucks each or five for 20 bucks. So we're going to put up a Facebook post and we're going to put it on our webpage. And uh, we're going to run that for the full month of January, kind of a welcome to the new year type deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody's going to walk away with a, with a warp. Pretty cool, yep. huh? Uh, Good stuff. Say a pretty awesome. nice heli. Second batch. Second batch warp. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you hear what I thought he was going to say? A pretty nice heli. That, that's what I thought was coming after that. But yeah. No. Weird. Second batch. It's, dude, it's, it's, I, I think it's still, sweet, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, awesome. it's, it's a freaking killer opportunity. And I, I just can't say thanks enough to, to Compass and Nankin and, and Dave for making this all happen. Dave I mean, Kettle we, Hot. Yeah. Yeah, we really appreciate their, you know, again, this is just like the the 180 degrees for everything day. <laughs> yeah. Nick yeah. bought a goblin and we're giving away a compass. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, actually, and the second big announcement uh, from the show, and um, it's funny because John kind of alluded to this. We, uh, in the for the past, what's it been, three weeks? Yeah, it's been about three weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, three, four weeks, something yep. like that. We have uh, we've been beta testing a forum. Um, we have been uh, we we selected a handful of listeners to take part in this, and they've been kind of jumping in and helping us find bugs and issues with this forum. And we're really excited to um, to see how it goes. Um, you, you, there's you're going to notice a, f- a few things uh, about this forum. It's not going to look like a typical big forum when you first log on and check it out. We 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 thought long and hard about it, and we're going to try to do this a little bit differently. When you first log on, you're not going to see a bunch of topics. Uh, we we want the forum to kind of organically grow. Um, we we don't want to force it into any particular shape or fashion. So it's going to take a lot of work on our part for the first few months. Um, but as topics and threads get started and we notice trends of uh, various uh, topics, we're going to start creating uh, forums based on those and moving them around. Um, we're really excited and, and frankly, we're pretty stoked about the overall look and integration of this forum with our current existing site. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about it, guys, is um, I think there's a thousand and eleven hundred, right at eleven hundred people that are registered on our site. On our site, of course, you know we designed our site, this new site, to not require you to really register to take part in the majority uh, of the site. So there's a lot of you guys and um, that are you know, getting the show and checking reviews out and, and you don't need to be registered for all that. Uh, of course though, forms a different story. Uh, you're going to need to register for that. But for those of you who are registered, all you got to do is log in when you show up at the site and, um, come Monday, there will be a link, um, that will take you right to the forum and we can start to build it and see what happens. 
We're yeah, excited we're just about it. Kind of flow. We're just gonna flow with it. We didn't want that. You know, you open it up. You can't make these big name forums overnight. You just can't. You did just because you throw out, you know, forty different folders, <laughs> doesn't mean you're gonna fill them. And we, and we want people to feel involved and you know know that people are gonna see what you write. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, don't be don't be intimidated or put off by the lack of folders because they're going to be very extremely active. And, and right about the time when you say, you know, I've been seeing quite a bit of posts here about this. What do you guys think about maybe making a folder? You know, our goal is that you won't finish that sentence and that will be the time when that folder pops up. Yep. You so, and um, your topics are going to help evolve the forum into what the listeners want it to be. Yeah. And, you know, another, this is kind of a big one for me. Um, if you guys haven't been on the site and checked out the tech tip section, we're, we're really trying to grow that as much as possible. I'm gathering input and information from every different angle we can. Uh, and, you know, probably the biggest downfall to a forum, uh, in my opinion, is can be finding that, that golden information because all of them have some sort of incredible information that answers your question in it somewhere. Uh, but finding it can be very, very difficult. So uh, I'm, we're going to really work on, you know, keeping those, just those solid, those awesome uh, tech tips over in the tech tip section on the website. And if, you know, if I see or anyone else sees, you know, in the technical folder, um, topic come up, and there's a really valuable tip in there that's super good information. We'll talk to the person who wrote it, get their permission, and it will get archived over in our tech tip section, um, which is very searchable, friendly. We tag everything. It's it's all by categories. So uh, yeah, it just doesn't get lost in the mix as the as the forum grows. Of course, it's like anything else. You, you just never know how it's going to turn out until you try it. As in you know, RCH in typical fashion, when we decide that we're going to do something, we, we don't half ass it, so to speak. You know? mm-hmm. We like to be different. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, there, we encourage you to, to te- test it out, you know, get in touch with us if you're finding some issues. Cause, um, we, we it's, fully, fault. it's definitely going to be my fault, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, but you know, it's, it's like anything else that's new as you get more users, uh, typically you're going to find issues and, um, we want to address those as quickly as we can. So and we'll, we'll do our best, but we do suck at this. We do. I mean, There's yeah, no question. Truthfully, I could lie it's to you. It's the same four of us moderating things. So bear with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same bunch of clowns driving this car. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll and, there, and there is one other kind of uh, feature that we, we, probably would be remiss if we didn't talk about was, um, you know, we want to encourage manufacturers and retailers to get involved with this forum. You know, we, it's not going to be an advertising advertisement driven forum, I guess is, is, um, what I'm trying to say. No, nobody's making a living off of it. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a safe place. You know, we are, we're definitely going to keep an eye on, I mean, there, there's a big difference between a spirited debate and somebody that is just there to dog 
a, a particular manufacturer. I mean, you know, we're not naive. We, we understand how that works, uh, but we are going to be on top of that as that happens. And, and um, it, it's going to be a place where pro pilots, manufacturers, retailers are going to feel safe to post. Yeah, We're, we're yeah. going to see to that. But well, past and, that. and to extend that, Dan, it's going to be a place where everyone will feel comfortable. Exactly. exactly. I mean, yeah. don't bring your politics or your drama. We've all been to high school once. We hated it the first time. That's not what this is about. No. This and, is and the we nation, we, and we're all one community hanging out and chatting about what we love most, and that's Helly's. And that's what this forum's about. Yep. If you If you want to say something about anyone or anything you know just don't be a douchebag about it but it's still your opinion and you've got a right to that and we want you to be able to feel you know to be able to write that just just do it in a respectful manner you know i don't i don't care if you cross post post links to wherever you want because we don't we don't have that grudge and and that's where we're at we don't have a grudge against anyone because we we're the nation you know we 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 want everyone to feel welcome. So, uh, you know, just treat everyone with respect and, and then you'll get a lot more out of it. The more involvement we get directly from the manufacturers, there's, a, you know, and if they can post there and feel like they're not just going to get, you know, someone being rude uh, at them, then it's more inclined for them to be involved. And then you win as the user because you get more information. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Straight from the horse's mouth. So Accurate yeah. information. Sounds real good. Well, I don't know, guys. I think that uh, kind of wraps up this episode. Uh, John, as always, a pleasure having you on, man. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I enjoyed it. Uh, we have one more. We do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's more of a. We can't really. We uh, shall we say, just be sure that you've signed up for the newsletter. We, we, yes. Okay. So that needs to get said. Oh, there's, I, there's another? I per, yeah. I personally think that we should announce that um, Jesse is going to be doing like some flight training videos. Oh, yeah. That's right. And that's a big one. So here, here's the thing. And, and I'm going to lay this on you. And I haven't really. Well, we, I've talked, we've talked to Jesse about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's one aspect about it that I haven't really talked to Jesse about that I think maybe we should look at doing. Uh, but to begin with, um, you know, we, we, we had Jesse make that video, uh, re- here recently, uh, how to put the models into your Phoenix Sim, you know, mm-hmm. cause we, we, yep. and, uh, you know, we put our various models on for download and people are, a few people asked for videos on how to do that. And, um, that kind of sparked an idea that sparked an idea that maybe we can utilize Jesse's, uh, his skill, uh, at flying to kind of develop, a series of how-to videos, starting with the very basics, working into an adv- advanced maneuvers. Uh, the good thing about this is we're going to, um, uh, you know, Jesse will put a bunch of these videos together and we'll just release them every so often. And um, I think it'd make a nice little segment, Jesse's own little segment on the show, the maneuver of the week, so yeah, to speak. Exactly. And yeah, hopefully, I mean, the, the end goal would be I mean, you're watching these videos and like, like Dan was saying, it can literally take you all the way from that first hover up to advanced 3D maneuvers and, you know, kind of the, the order 
in which to go about that. Because that can be very overwhelming. So It can be. And it's there's other guys out there that are doing that. And there's some fantastic videos out there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But we thought we'd throw our hat in the ring. And the nice thing about it is, you know, we'll ha- you'll have these videos. And it's always nice to, to have the same guy kind of just take you through the whole process. Yep. Yeah. You'll, I mean, yep. you'll have the videos. You're going to have our files you can download right from the internet. I mean, you'll literally have all the resources right there. So. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. We hope to start that very soon, you know, as we roll into 2013. Yet another thing to look forward to. Yes. You know, and that's quit my day job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No (laughs) joke, man. (laughs) And uh, of course, I think uh, as we end the show, I think um, one of the biggest predictions of 2013 is uh, RC Hilly Nation's domination of the world. (laughs) Yes. That is uh, definitely on the start with hoodies. World next. Start with, Start with hoodies. Yeah. End up with thongs. End up with thongs. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I want to know who's going to model them first. Uh, oh, you Barry, just signed up for it, man. <laughs> you want to sell them, right? So, Nick, do you got a song you want to sing us out? To no, I thanks, guys. But Not I that I song after the sure. amount of crap that i got after, uh, after the last, last chance one. this year oh come on you dude i don't know man crap, i did you i dude i had people referring to the sound of angels when yeah. nick started singing his <laughs> you didn't you didn't see that man number 12 on itunes last week <laughs> yeah yeah we, we put that we put that on there for you well until until i get a uh a check, then it didn't happen. Well, you know, pretty soon you're going to be getting a call from the producers of The Voice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, hopefully, if if all goes well, you won't get you won't hear from Adam Sandler's lawyers. <laughs> I'll be there. Uh, <laughs> 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 all righty, guys. Uh, John, again, always a pleasure to have you on. Come back anytime, man. Thanks lot, for having me, guys. A lot of fun. I really enjoyed out. it. You guys rock. It was a great year. Looking forward to a great 2013. Absolutely. All righty, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We will see you guys next Monday. Next year, year even. Bye, everyone. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Next year. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.